Recorded live. Welcome to WCW US Wrestling Revisited. The host is JD the Iceman. His co-host is King of the WOGTS. We are here. You are there. You will listen. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, J.D., what is up? Nothing besides this heat and humidity. Not that much. Are you scarred from Raw like I am? I think so. I think we're all scarred from last night. Boy, you talk about a disappointment last night and a kick in the teeth. I mean, last night, my God. They should be screaming refund in Nashville after last night's embarrassment. Oh, it was horrible. It was like... Everybody was saying like it could be more horrible. I don't know. It, it was it was pretty horrible, <laughs> and it was so funny. Um, uh, Chad Gable text. Hmm, what? <laughs> I <laughs> heard about being, that. Yeah. He's being he's being fucked over on SmackDown. The American Alpha are now disbanded. They did. Oh man! And we've been talking about this every single week on every show. They disband—they're disbanding every tag team now, known to man. That's any good? Like, hey, that's a good tag team. Let's take them apart. Let's let's do that. Like, what the fuck are they thinking? Like, American Alpha was one of the like greatest young tag teams that could have been something, and now they no ripped them apart. Like, I'm just waiting for the club and the Hardys and. Uh, uh, Shazamus and Cesaro, yeah, they're all going to be gone because, what, WWE doesn't want any tag teams ever or what? I don't know. That's a good question. And you talk, That's the way it looks like, though. Yeah. And you talk about tag teams, though. I mean, talking about the Revival, look what they did last night, pulled off a big major win off against the Hardys last night. Yes, they did. That's, uh, that that's no doubt they did, too. They looked good last night in their uh, return last night. However, that I think, I think the Hardys eventually are going to. Sp- I mean, we've talked about this for the last little while. I think the Hardys are going to go back to possibly. They're going to split up too. Yeah, they're going to split up and they're going to do the broken thing. However, uh, uh, I did hear and I did see. However, I think Gable was asked a question about uh, Jordan today when he got to the arena in Birmingham tonight. How and I don't think he was in the very let's just say, mellow of moods to talk about it, but he kind of uh, tried to put on a brave face as best he could. But like I said, I just, I mean, we talked about this the last few weeks, how who was going to be the mystery, uh, let's just say, person. I mean, we heard guesses from Chad Gable to Dixie Carter, and then all of a sudden they just, it's like, what? It was like a popcorn fart in church went off, however, last night. That's the way I described it. And it just, it was, it was embarrassing. It was like crickets hit the arena last night. It's just, the thing I don't get is, I mean, they dragged it out for so many weeks at a time, and then they put it on at the start of the third hour, and all they see is Jordan coming out, and all he does is give Kurt a hug. It's like, really? That's all you're going to do? It's like, come on. You could have done something else. You just wasted five minutes of my life I'll never be able to get back again. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah, it was horrible. Yep. Yeah, it was. I don't know why they do those things. Like, it's stupid. Like, everybody, everybody's a wrestling fan. Everybody knows that Kurt Angle has three daughters. He doesn't have a son or whatever. So, 
why do this stupid angle? Just because uh, Jason Jordan looks like him or whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. It, it's uh, it's a stupid story. And now they say that Jordan's going to be a success and Gable's not going to be. And Like, what's, what's Kurt Angle going to be? He's the general manager, so... Uh-huh. He's gonna be his manager now too, or what? I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Mhm. It is weird. Well, speaking of weird, however, what about uh, last night with uh, one of my? Uh, well, let's just say I am not a fan of this guy by any means necessary. Next, we're going to see a new DQ match between this guy and, of course, the Demon King Finn Balor. Elias Sampson busting open Balor last night with that guitar Yeah, I've seen that. What was up with that? Was, that? was, that was he horrible. taking from Jeff Jarrett or something? Did he get No, over... Jeff Jarrett, if he took lessons from Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett would have taught him how to hit a guitar over a guy's head. That was that was horrible. When I seen that happen, I, I said to myself, he split him open because he only hit half his head with the guitar. Yeah, and, and Finn was um, holding the side of his head pretty good because, I mean, he... Oh, and it was when the trainers Twitter, came out, he the trainers came out right he away, a, he was like, I'm loopy. I got knocked loopy here. What the hell? He had a big... I seen it on Twitter. He had a big split on his head. Like, Ooh. that's great. Uh, that's... Like, no, if he... If Jeff Jarrett taught him how to do that, he, he would know how to... He, he did not hit the whole head. Uh-uh. Like no way. He only hit, like, half the head with the guitar. It was, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Elias has caught any heat from that because of it, however. But uh, next week we got a new... So. Yeah, but next week we got a new DQ match with those two in Washington, D.C. We got uh, Sasha and uh, Bailey, the best of girl power, however, to see who would face Alexa, however, at SummerSlam. And, of course, we got uh, the Miz versus Seth and Dean. And, and do you uh, think Roman's going to come out and save them? I think so. I think so. I, I think it's more and more apparent. I they're mean, kind of building up. They said they're going to have one match for... Uh, yeah, but... Well, I guess Roman won't win that uh, Fatal 4-Way then. Because I heard somewhere they're having a a SummerSlam. They're going to have the, the Shield reunion. So I'm thinking it's going to be... The Shield versus Miz Taraj. Yeah. I think that's the plan because right now it looks like they're going with Joe, Strowman, Brock, and the triple no. threat. Huh? And Roman. No, it's going to be a... Oh, no, wait. Shit. If Roman no, it won't be then. Yeah, Roman no, can't, can't enter the four-way because it's yeah. going to change. Yeah. Unless they call... Maybe it'll be a three-way, hopefully. Yeah, it'll be a triple threat. I'd like to see those three big guys go at it, actually, though. I think that's what they're set up for, and then I know they're definitely set up with Finn and uh, Bray. I'm looking fororward to that match. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's, be, especially that looks when good. when Bray was doing that tackle last night. How it was like a hyena. He's like, "Oh, you got knocked out, Finn." However, so sorry to see you knocked out. How and I, I don't think even Finn knew that uh, Bray was up on the Tron at all. No, I say he didn't know because he was whacked. Yeah, he he was pretty good. Um, let's see what else. Uh, tonight, of course, we got uh, the Maharaja of Madness, if you will, and his boys, the Singh Brothers, bringing the Punjabi prison to Birmingham tonight, obviously. And supposedly, uh, John Cena's doing an interview, and also the debut of the in-ring of Mike Kanellis, who has not been announced yet for uh, Battleground this Sunday against Sammy. 
I'm sure they'll announce it after tonight, though. So we got. He's supposed to fight tonight. Yeah, he's supposed to debut tonight. Yeah, and then like I said, Cena's supposed to do an interview because he was on the talk yesterday, or the View yesterday. However, mind you, and uh, like I said, however, it was a very interesting show. And like I said, we got Randy and uh, Jinder tonight. However, and uh, we got a great tag team main event. We got uh, the Face of America. And uh, Baron Corman taking on AJ Nakamura. So, SmackDown should be a pretty good show tonight, I think. I mean, they got to sell Battleground here this Sunday, obviously. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see. What else we got going cooking, however? Uh, apparently, John said the viewership number was up this week, however, I guess, because uh, there was not much going on, so... Uh, I didn't see the exact number, but I did hear it went up some, however, this week. So we'll see what happens there. And, uh, of course, last week it was announced that, uh, what was it? Uh, already we got, looks like, two matches signed for possibly Brooklyn TakeOver 3 involving uh, McIntyre and Rude and uh, Oscar versus Ember Moon. So it's like they're going with those two right now. Let's see, what else is cooking? I'm trying to think if there's any other... See what other excitement is stewing, however. Apparently... Let me see here. I did see something about Global Force today. I thought I read something about that today. Uh, let's see here. I pulled up on my phone here. I think I did read something about it. I just can't remember what it was, though. See if I can find out here. Uh, let's see, 205 Live. Already announced two matches for tonight, however. Uh, what do we got? Akira Toaza, Tozawa versus Davari, and Mustafa Ali versus Drew Golak in a best of three falls match. Huh. So that's tonight on 205 Live. I think that's going to be gone off the air next, Tower. I really do. Well, you know why? I think they got rid of SmackDown Live because... Or not SmackDown Live. Uh, SmackDown Talk or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Because of... Uh, like Kevin Owens and everybody was speaking like off the tongue. They were speaking off topic and they were speaking whatever they wanted. Yeah. That's kind of why they, they canned it because... You couldn't, like, control them, I guess. Yeah. But if Raw, if the, after Raw show can do that, how after a Raw pay-per-views, why, why, why does SmackDown oh, just uh, the, the pay-per-views are going to still do it, I think, for SmackDown. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, so, like, Raw talk should be gone, too, after Raw. Um, oh. Well, they didn't have it last night, so... No. I think Raw's, Raw's gone, too. It's just because it's a live mic... And the wrestler can say whatever they want. It's kind of not scripted. It's kind of like go off the top of your head, but let's not be silly. And Uh I guess, you know, the person gets heated, like Baron Corbin, Kevin Owens. They just get heated. And they just say whatever they want. Like The Miz, he was saying, like, you know, whatever he wanted. And I guess... uh, 
Vince did not like that. Uh-huh. But it's kind of it's kind of weird because if you're going to have a a show like that, that should be like that. It should be off script. It should be go out there and say whatever you want. And uh, get yourself over as much as you can, because that's what I thought the show was about when I first seen it. You know, go out there and get yourself over, and and pers- and like uh, you know, uh, uh, pump up yourself. That's what I thought the show was about. But now, you know, everybody did that. Now the show's being canceled, and even the show with. Uh, Renee Unfiltered's being cancelled. And I like that show. I thought yeah. that show was very good. Uh like that that show was not very like she was asking questions and uh it wasn't very uh like it wasn't off topic or it wasn't off like it wasn't off topic or whatever, so yeah. I don't know why that show got cancelled, but I'm kinda now I'm kinda thinking that uh maybe uh Vince doesn't really like uh, Dean Ambrose or Renee Young, and that's why he keeps canceling shit with her in it. Maybe I don't know. It could it could be something because she was in both shows and now they're both canceled. So it, yep, it could could be something on that line. I'm not sure. Or like I'm just I'm just saying it's my opinion. I, it might be. It might not be. I don't know. But. The SmackDown thing was because everybody was too lipped and they were saying shit that should have been said. I could see that, but, uh, like, you're a wrestler, uh-huh. you're a heel, you're going to go out there like The Miz, Baron Corbin, Kevin Owens, uh, Alexa Bliss, your Erwell when she was on it. Right. You were going to say heel shit. That's, that's the point. That's the normalcy, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the point is to get yourself over, and that was the whole point of the show, I thought, but apparently not. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, watch Table for Three last night at all, after uh, the uh, Kurt Angle oh, thing? Oh, I did, not I, I... I heard it was I awesome. You had... Yeah, I, uh, I'll have to catch it again. I went to bed after... Uh, after the... I heard... Uh, right after uh, Braun Strowman came in and killed everybody. Uh <laughs> Um, and then the Kurt Angle thing come out. I didn't want to watch it because I thought it would be hokey and stupid. So I right. I went to bed because I don't want to see that. Uh, you know, he found out that his, he was adopted and his father's Kurt Angle, and oh my gosh! And yeah, I almost threw up. So I I went. Mm-hmm. To, I did want to watch the. The Nation of Domination thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. They got those I did. I did want to. I did. Yeah. But I didn't want to stay up that long because I was uh-huh. I was drunk and I didn't feel good and I didn't want to watch the Kurt Angle baby thing. So. Right. I I went to bed, so I feel bad because yeah, it looked really good. Um, uh-huh. You know, um, Mark Henry and. Uh, Ron Simmons and uh, Godfather. Godfather. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Had, it, it looked really good. I bet it was really good. Oh yeah, uh, those but, three I'm sure had a lot of stories to tell. No doubt about it. <laughs> I bet. Had... Yeah, but the stories they 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 couldn't tell. Yeah, like it was a little. <laughs> it was PG friendly. That's the same. Yeah, I bet. TV the stories they did tell was probably yeah, good. But, but the but stories they, they couldn't tell probably yeah. would. Better. <laughs> oh, 
That probably fell two and a half hours off easily. Yeah, I was just, uh, I heard, uh, John actually uh, told me about today. I talked to him a little bit, a couple hours ago, and he told me after he did the, his uh, post show last night uh, uh, on Facebook, how he had a chance to watch a little bit of it. Uh, he said he got a chance to see a little bit of it. He said it was pretty good, actually. And I said, that has to be a pretty good sit down with those three guys. I mean, I can only imagine, like you said, those three telling the story. Um, I did read, however, just as you were talking about, uh, like I said, the whole uh, thing with uh, the tag teams and that. You talk about tag teams. I was looking at the uh, spoilers for main event this week, however, on Hulu. And uh, unlike last week, we had a real good match with Mickey James and Emma this week, however, so far you have only two, well, okay matches. You got main event, my boys went over Heath Slater and Rhino. Yep. Yeah, uh, took care of that. Yep, they were on this week. Yep, and our yeah, truth- look at look at that. That's that's fucking horrible. The yeah. the club are on main event. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, come mm-hmm. on, like, and all these tag teams are splitting up. Like, yep. put the put the club in the main event. Like, what the hell? What's going mm-hmm. on? I don't understand. Put them in the SmackDown that is. If you have nothing to do with them, you're switching everybody. Like you took Jason Jordan yep. from SmackDown to Raw because his daddy wanted him to, or whatever, whatever. Right. Put <laughs> whatever. Well, but then I heard that the club might be going face, uh-huh. and then uh, Finn can join them. Yeah, well, maybe that will work. But I, I'd rather them all heal. But sure. I don't know. Something's got to go on. Like. Put him in the SmackDown with uh, AJ Styles. Well, he's face too, I guess. Fuck. Yeah. Well, turn somebody heel or something. I don't know. Something's got to happen because the club is, you know, they come from Japan. They were they were legendary over there. They were uh-huh. the greatest tag team. Like, well, not maybe not the greatest tag team, but, but one, one of the, the greatest top five tag teams of all time. Well, yeah, yeah, one of the greatest, uh, one of the top five tag teams of all time over in Japan. They come over here. They were hot at first, and then they, you know, they sizzled, sizzled down, and then now they're like nothing. They were, uh, like at Raw, they were watching a a screen, yeah, uh, and watching the screen of uh, the revival and uh, Hardy. So, yeah, uh, you know, if the Hardys break up, you know, who are you gonna have? You're gonna have the revival, right. and then I guess. Turning the club face to face them, I guess. I don't know, but uh, I don't see the club face at all. But I no. guess if it if it helps them, if it makes them over and it makes them a great tag team, if they can win the ti- uh, tag team titles, let's do it, I guess. But uh, like both tag team visions in Raw and SmackDown suck big time. Yeah, no doubt. And how about another team at one time that was a face team? And, of course, fans bought in them. And, of course, I never bought them as a face team, R-Truth and Goldust. I mean, this week you don't have Goldust after being the dog meat out of R-Truth last week, however, literally. This week, oh, let's put R-Truth in uh, main event against Kurt Hawkins, a guy who shouldn't even be in the company at all, period. Let alone, I don't know why they brought him back, and he ends up beating him in less than five minutes last night. And they have no place for Goldust this week. It's like, what the hell? Are you serious? I mean, this is a guy who for two weeks in a row has beat the living crap out of one of your lesser-known jobbers, if you will, however. 
And instead, however, he goes in against Kurt Hawkins, who should be lucky, be thankful that WWE gave him a call back and said after WrestleMania, okay, we'll bring you back to the roster and we'll do something. Well, guess what? What have you done? Not a damn thing. Nothing. Yeah, it's kind of kind of sad. Well, I know you're not sad about this, though, and this is kind of one thing that I, uh, this one feud I am really getting sick of, however, but I know you're uh, enjoying every minute of it as well as MLD, and i got to give you guys, again, I'm going to give you guys your props. Uh, your boy The Miz and his Miz-Tourage of Axel and Dow so far seem to be uh, catching uh, a little bit of uh, a buzz lately. What's your uh, spin and take on this? Oh, gotta say, uh, I think it's good. Uh, you know, giving Bo and uh, Curtis uh, some some love. Yes. You gotta like it too a little bit because they yeah. weren't doing they weren't doing fuck all with them. No, they were, they were just sitting in the back like, collecting splinters. Yeah, they were like backstage collecting money for nothing. Uh, yep. Bo was doing his sign thing. Yes. That wasn't working. Nope. Uh, you know, give him in the whatever. Uh, so I think this is uh, working out pretty good. Uh, uh-huh. like, at least they give those guys something to do. Certainly. Uh, you know, I don't know where. I thought him and Roman was going to go on a on a, a feud, but like I don't know where Roman's gonna go from here. Yeah. Maybe maybe he will like. It looks like it's going to be the the Shield versus uh, Miz and his Miz trash, but we'll see. I think it should be uh, Samoa Joe, Braun, and Brock for mm-hmm. the title at uh, Survivor Series. Because I think that uh, this week, yeah. because it's two out of three... Did you see Dean or Seth when they said uh-huh. two out of three? Dean's like, what? Two out of three? Well, yeah. we're mi- like missing a guy. Yeah, he looked down for him and was like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, what the hell are you talking about, two out of three? So I think what will happen is two out of three will be, uh, they'll go on and then, of course, Seth and Dean will get stomped out. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you'll hear uh, Roman's music. Yep. Roman to come down, save them. And yep. then at SummerSlam we'll see uh we'll see the shield for one time only for now maybe. I think what they're trying to do is maybe uh tease them and see like uh test the waters and see you know yeah. like like well we'll test the shield and see how it'll go, but you know it's going to go fantastic. The fans are going to go friggin' nuts. Yeah. The women are going to go friggin' nuts. So, I don't know even why they have to test it. Just do it. Uh, It will work. You know, do them face for a while, and then turn them heel for a while, like you did before. Like, you had them heel first, then you had them face. It will work. But, like, now the WWE doesn't have a lot of three man teams like they used to, like no, back in don't. like the nineties. Right. Uh like they should. Um like they have the Mistourage now, I guess, is a three man right. team. Uh but that's about it. And if you have the shield then you'd have that, but uh. WWE has a lot of 
people on the roster. You could have three more teams. You could have uh, three more three-man teams. You could have more stables. You yes. could make more uh, heel stables, more face stables. Sure. Yes. But like, with all the people on the roster, I don't know why you, you don't do that. You could do it for Raw. You could do it for SmackDown. You could do it for NXT. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I don't know why they don't do it, uh, you know, because... Yep. Uh, they kind of need to do something with all these people on the roster. They're paying all these people to sit on the bench and look pretty. Uh, you know, why don't you do use them that. somehow? I don't know right. how, but, uh, like, do a three-man team. Do a four-man stable. I don't know. Right. Like, oh, I agree. I agree. Like, look at back in the 90s when they had, like, holy fuck, they had, like, ten stables at a oh, like, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, DX, The Nation, I mean, The Heart Foundation, among others, yeah, you're uh, right. The Biker Group. DOA, yeah. Uh, yeah, they had uh, Salvio Vega's Mexican Group, whatever right, that's called. Right, that's right, I remember that group, yes, that's correct. Yeah, they had so many at one time, like uh, Nation of Domination. Yeah. They had, you know, they had so many at one time, it was so good, it was like, you were filling the roster. You, you were doing so much. You never still exactly. And speaking yeah. of and speaking of nation, how I'm just seeing here right now through um, our, this is a report uh, according to reports are from Larry Song for Let Me. On last night's table for three, uh, Mark Henry spoke about his time in WWE and revealed that he will transition from talent to a backstage employee. So I guess he's going to be like a mentor, or a coach, or an agent now. I guess he's finally getting out of the ring. However, finally hanging up. The boots, if you will, however, if you will, it looks like are, and uh, teaching the younger generation uh, how to work. And speaking of younger generation, talk about teams, however, uh, what is your take on this uh, latest development with Enzo and Cass after what happened last night with Big Show and Cass in the ring? Um, uh, it's kind of kind of a weird thing. Uh, I don't know where they're going with the Big Cass Enzo thing. Like I said before, they're going to break them up and then they're going to put them back together So eventually. So it's kind of stupid in my eyes. But, uh, okay, so now that, you know, Big Cass is fighting, uh, he's going to still fight Big Show, apparently, it looks like, uh-huh. to me. Now, where does Enzo go on this thing or, you know... Um, it's it's kind of a kind of a I don't know. It's kind of a weird situation because okay, so you're gonna put them apart and then you're gonna bring them back together for WrestleMania 34 because that's what it said somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. You want them back together. Yep. But I don't see the point. Why would you want them apart in the first place? Because they're getting yeah. stale. Where they get. They were get yeah, but like you can't break up every tag team. No. You want to keep some tag teams together. Like why wouldn't you keep Enzo and Cass together? Right. Yeah. DYI together. Mm-hmm. You know, keep uh, American Alphas together. Yep. I don't understand it. You're breaking up all the tag teams. I'm just waiting for the club to be split. I hope that never happens. But right. WWE eyes, you never know. They exactly put them, but. Uh, like sometimes, sometimes like we, I said this before, mm-hmm. I'm kind of repeating myself, but sometimes when you split a tag team, the tag team will be better apart 
but sometimes it won't be. Sometimes it will be better together. So WWE has to know, you know, should we split this tag team? Will it be better? Like, will Jason Jordan be way better because he has Kurt Angle to suck on? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Like, why would it matter if he had Kurt Angle there to... uh, to nurture him, I don't think so. If he's good, he's good, right? Like, if he can go, let him go. If he can't go, then why would you want Kurt Angle there uh, holding his hand? I don't understand it. And if Chad Gable can go, let him go. If he needs Jason Jordan, well, then put him back together with him. If not, well, then he's going to fail, and WWE doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And, uh, you know... Uh, if a tag team, like if Big Cass and Enzo can't go alone, then he, like, like Triple H should know, but like I said, Vince McMahon has the final say on all this. So Triple H doesn't really have, he has a say, but he gets cut back. So Triple H should know uh, if these guys could go or not, like, should they be a tag team? Shouldn't they be a tag team? Like, should DYI be a tag team? Yes, I think so. I really don't think they could make it on their own, but that's my opinion. I don't know. Maybe they could, and if they could, hey, you proved me wrong, but a lot of tag teams I see, they can't make it on their own, and that's why they're together, but hey, if you could prove me wrong, prove me wrong. I'd like to see it. Right. I'd love to see people go on their own and be, uh, you know, but we'd have to wait and see on that. Yes, no doubt about it. Well, talking about Lesnar real quick, however, before we get into some RH news, and I have got some good RH news that you're going to love hearing, apparently we have found out Brock Lesnar's schedule for the next few months, and here's the way it looks right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. July 29th, he will be in Detroit, Michigan. July 31st, two weeks from uh, yesterday, however, he will be in my hometown of Pittsburgh uh, for a SmackDown Live event on August 12th in Tampa. August 14th, he will be in Boston, Massachusetts for the go-home show right before SummerSlam. He will be at SummerSlam, but will, has not been yet announced for the day after SummerSlam. August 28th, Memphis, Tennessee. No Mercy, September 24th in Los Angeles, which will be a Raw particular show. And then at the end of September in Winnipeg, Manitoba, believe it or not. So that is his schedule for the next couple of months. It seems like he's got a pretty easy schedule, if you ask me, for the next few months, if you ask me. Uh, Speaking of ROH, however, and we're going to talk about ROH here right now, and I know Gerard's going to be giddy to hear this news, ROH announced today that Cody Rhodes will defend the ROH world title against NJPW star Sonata on day two of the War of Worlds UK tour on Saturday, August 19th in Liverpool, England, believe it or not. In addition to that, how are you going to like this? The Young young Bucks have been taking some young shots at the Revival lately and even joked that the Revival were to blame for Nick Jackson's backpack being stolen in Japan, which contained his passport. The horror deal ended up costing Nick around $4,000. Dash the Revival responded, tweeting, Got a used passport and an old backpack for sale, asking $4,000, OBO, forever the Revival. 
What are your thoughts about this and about the Cody Rhodes matchup with Sonata at the World of Worlds UK Tour matchup? Uh, the Cody Rhodes match will be awesome because Cody Rhodes is awesome. Yes. The revival thing and the uh, Young Bucks, they're just being uh, assholes because the Young Bucks are always on the revival. Yes. Um, like fuck the revival and mm-hmm. because everybody asks is who the young bucks would want to take on in the wrestling and they always say the revival and then because they're never going to probably face the revival so they always say fuck the revival so uh right. i think the revival is just joking back and forth they're probably and the one tweeter one thing uh uh, the shoot that uh, one of the Young Bucks said, they said that, uh, mm-hmm. they said they, uh, they're like, we're, we're cool, like, the revival is cool, like, they're yeah. just, you know, trying to maybe get, like, fan reaction or whatever, they, sure. like, you gotta realize, like, all these wrestlers, all these, uh, you know, um, like, I got a picture on my uh, Top Heel right now. Uh-huh. If anybody's listening, go to Top Heel on Facebook. Yeah. I got a picture of James Storm with Bray Wyatt in a bar. Very nice. Out. So, I got lots of pictures of just, I, I post everything on there. I post, uh, like, pictures. I don't post for us. Like wrestling, well, I post wrestling pictures, but I post like wrestling pictures when they're jogging or sure to a bar or wherever. I I post uh, when they're in their their natural uh, environment. Uh, I think it's cool. So uh, yeah, I posted that picture. I, I think uh, most of the wrestlers are uh, friends. You know, uh, like. Uh, like two of them, like uh, Braun and uh, Roman, they beat the shit of each other. Yes. And months ago, I posted a picture when they were all at uh, uh, Spain or something. So they spend time because they hang out. They probably have beers. They probably, uh-huh. uh, you know, hang out. Uh, sure. It's funny, all these fans, like, say, you know, Braun hates Roman or whatever. Right. They don't really hate each other. They no, we saw that picture paid, in Italy, in Europe, if you remember. Well, yeah, yeah. They're they're paid to uh, beat each other up, and on on the air they got to show that they hate each other, and that's it. Yeah, I like the and I'm looking at your t- on top heel right now, and I like the picture of Seamus and Cesaro just sitting in the back, chilling out <laughs> on the couch. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Best. That one of Storm and uh, Bray probably had over last night, I would think, after the show in Nashville, because they were in Teenage Backyard last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's, that's right, I think that's, that's when it was. So that's awesome. I post, I post the pictures of uh, when they're in bars or coffee shops. I really, If they're in the ring, that's cool, but I just post any pictures. Like, a lot of groups won't because it's uh, a keeble, I guess it's called, you know, when you're... Uh, you're not in the ring and you're uh-huh. you're not whatever, but I don't do any of that on my top heel page. I post whatever picture of wrestling, you know, if it's uh, 
If I like it, I post it. I, I, I'm a big fan of James Storm and Bray Wyatt, so I thought I'd post that picture. I thought it was pretty cool. Yes, very, very cool indeed, no doubt about it. Uh, speaking of which, however, I'm looking here at some other RH news, how we're talking about tag teams are. We understand that War Machine could be heading to the WWE, possibly. Hanson, Raymond, Rowe, however, considering that we saw Kyle O'Reilly, however, last week did, in fact, show up for the NXT TV tapings. Adam Cole has not yet been announced when he will show up, but I do think he might show up in Brooklyn, maybe, if not before then, possibly. And, uh, like I said, however, they're looking for some teams right now. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to go on record to say right now, I said this last week about Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, however. I think those are the two guys that could be facing, however, maybe the team of uh, possibly the Authors of Pain, maybe possibly in Brooklyn in about three weeks. I think that they're sending them off for those guys because right now, I mean, with DIY out of the picture for who knows how long, however, I mean, especially with uh, Chiapa now set to be out until the end, early part of next year, I don't see no one else going after the titles anytime soon at this point. And like I said, however, we only have three matches listed. I imagine I'll throw another match or two out there in the next few weeks, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. So, I don't know. We'll see. Let's see. Some other are... I think uh, Red Dragon could be a, a good contender to them. Yes. Let's see uh, some news going on in the NJPW bracket, if you will. Of course, we know uh, a lot of NJPW. Uh, let's see. Pulling up some stuff here from NJPW. If there's anything big news, we know that Kenny Omega is still one of the big names there. However, mind you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, of course, yeah. uh, now, sir. Well, we know Kevin Kelly is no longer working for ROHR. He put his nose in last week with them. And I'm surprised, like, someone like Global Force or WWE has not uh, had a chance to announce that uh, they'd be interested in bringing him in. Uh, let's see. Jusen Liger, of course, I'm being too old to work for WWE. Oh, here we go. Recently he spoke with the Extra Mustard section however, on a number of topics. And, however, it's so funny with some of the stuff he said, however, what he enjoyed during the Monday Night Wars of wrestling Tyler Breeze, but not seeing WWE and who he admires. However, this is what he had to say. I'm not seeing Tyler Breeze. I was too old to stay with WWE, however, he said, however. Uh, I wanted my spot to go to a younger wrestler. I watch a little of WWE. I wrestled Chris Jericho in Japan. He's very, very good. That is no joke. He is a very good wrestler, and I respect him, however. I watched Jericho to learn from my own matches. He has great conditioning. He can wrestle every day. Jericho is great, and everyone is so professional in WWE. Any wrestler should wrestle there if they have the chance. And what he enjoyed during the Monday Night Wars, he said, I already knew some of the guys from WCW. Malenko, Benoit, and Eddie worked in NJPW, so they know the style very well. I wasn't great in WCW, but my opponents were Dean, Chris, and Eddie were three of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I really fell in love with wrestling when I wrestled with Chris Benoit, Eddie, and Dean. We were young, hungry, and created so many memories. When I look back on those memories, I still feel my heart beat faster. Those were my happiest days in wrestling. He says how he wasn't great in WCW. I tend to disagree. I mean, he had some other great matches, if you remember, with guys like Mysterio, Psychosis, Conan, uh, Shindro Otani, uh, some of the fellow countrymen. Uh, like I said. Who was that? Liger, Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, yeah. Yes, he did. He had he, great matches. He had some great matches. I mean, I can remember watching the match with him and Benoit from uh, 
on the Benoit DVD, Hard Knocks DVD, like I said. I mean, but he had some great matches, like I said, with other guys that were from his own country. Like I said, guys like uh, and he's still going. Yeah, that guy's still going. Mm-hmm. I think he is fifty-three years old, fifty-four. I want to say, but yeah, he's been in the business a long time. Let me pull up his uh, info here. I'll tell you right now. Here, I'm going to take a look at his info because I know he's been around since '84. Because I I did read something about that. Jujin Thunder Liger. He has been wrestling since March of 84. He's 52. He's 52 years old. He was trained by Stu Hart, uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, uh, Yoshikai Fujiwara. Uh, like I said, how he is, uh, like I said, been in, uh, like I said, he's wrestled since 84. He has uh, won the IWGP. This is his background. This is amazing. Oh, some of the fact stuff I found on him. He is the, uh, let's see, the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion 11 times, has held the Junior Heavyweight Champion Tag Team title six times, including once with the great Suzuki, El Samurai, Minoru Tanaka, Koji Kimoto, Akira, and Tiger Mask. He's won the J-Crown once, twice he's won the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship, uh, once the World Welterweight Championship, the UWA World Junior Light Heavyweight Championship, the WWA World Junior Light Heavyweight Championship once, the Light Heavyweight Championship of the WWF once, I never knew, uh, knew that, the War uh, International Junior Heavyweight Championship once, top of the best Super Juniors three times, 1994 and 2001, the G1 Climax Junior Heavyweight Tag League however, title in 2001 with El Samurai, the Prince Hotel Cup tournament, Tag Team Tournament in 2001 with Yuji Nakata, the Young Lion Cup in 86, Al Sam Florence in 2000, 2003 teamed up with uh, Katoro Suzuki, took on Katoro Suzuki, excuse me, and now, now Michi Murafuji, while teaming up with Koji Kimoto, however, in June of 2003, was voted Best Tag Team Bout that year. And once won the Osaka Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championship once. Also, uh, 2000 ranked number eight of the top five in single guys in the PWI 500. Ranked number 12, however, three years later. And in 2003, of the top 100 tag teams with El Samurai in 2003, was ranked number 47. Uh, Pro Wrestling Nuda, no, no, excuse me, Noah. He won the GHC our Junior Heavyweight Championship once, which is the Global Honor Crown Junior Heavyweight Title. Uh, let's see here. What else has he won? I'm looking here at all his accomplishments here. Uh, here we go. The Junior Ta- Heavyweight Tag Team Championship once with Tiger Mask. Uh, the NTV G-Plus Cup Junior Heavyweight Tag League however, in 2003, which was the Nippon TV Cup however, Junior Heavyweight Tag League titles. Uh, let's see here. Revolution Pro Wrestling British J-Cup this past year so far. Best Newcomer in 1985, Tokyo Sports. Outstanding Performance in 1984, Outstanding Performance Award. Uh, once won the light heavyweight title, once with WCW from Brian Pell, we know that. Uh, of course, he also won the Super J Cup in 95. The Wrestling and the War International Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion, once with All Samurai. Uh, 1992, voted Best Match with All Samurai in April of that year. Surprisingly, however, uh, that wasn't until and he uh, took on Pillman. Uh, but let's see what else. Uh, five-star match versus the great Suzuki, July 8, 1994. Best gimmick, 1989. 
from 89 through 93, Best Flying Wrestler, 89 through 92, Best Technical Wrestler, Best Wrestling Maneuver, 87 88, Shooting Star Press. Match of the year was Nikoi Sanu in Osaka in January of that year. Most Outstanding Wrestler, 90 through 92, Rookie of the Year tied with Hans Vink in 84, and was named Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame Class of 1999. And uh, he's had nicknames uh, Symbol of Junior, Shooting Star, Flying, and something in Japan called Saki no Shishigami, or something. I, I can't pronounce it right. And he also won the Universal Championship once in Mexico, the CMLL Universal title, the World Middleweight title once, and also the World Tag Team Championship once, with a guy who I mentioned a few weeks ago from uh, NJPW, Hiroshi Tanashi. So you're telling me, however, you have not accomplished a lot? I'm sorry, I tend to disagree with you. You've accomplished more than a lot in your uh, long uh, 30-plus year career. You've won a lot of major awards and titles, however, and you've become one of the best high-flying sensations out of the land of the rising sun. So don't tell me you have not had a great career. I mean, it's just i mean, it's just a shame WWE has not called you up and said yet, oh, we want to put you in our Hall of Fame, because I think next year, I think he would be worthy of going into the Hall of Fame, if you ask me. Your thoughts? Uh, yes, he has a great career. Certainly. But he hasn't had many matches in uh, WWE. I don't think he has any matches in WWE right now. No, and it's a shame because if he was in WWE right now, I would love to see him. Uh, I mean, it's just dreaming, however, but I'd like to see him mix it up with guys like Akira Toza, or maybe someone like Neville, Rich Swan, especially well, Neville. They should, they should throw him in the, the Cruiserweight uh, division. Yep. They should give him the championship, and then next year they should throw him in the Hall of Fame because he was he did work WCW for a little bit. I don't think he worked a lot. He worked in WC, uh, ECW too, right? No, he never worked in ECW, oh, okay. which is a shame. Because well, he worked in the e, uh, WCW for a little yeah, bit. All, right? was, yeah, between that and Japan, yeah, he worked a lot in WCW with guys like Tillman, like I said, Tillman, Jericho, Eddie, Dean. Well, then uh, he could probably right? go in the Hall of Fame then, because uh, yeah. if he works one match with WWE, because I don't think... If he doesn't work one match with WWE, they won't they won't give him the old pass, and it's kind of sad because you know he works with WCW and stuff. So, but if if that's the case, just give him just give him a just give him a match. And even if he doesn't win, just give him a match. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, okay. just give him a, a cruiserweight match versus Neville, and if he doesn't win, well. But I say he should win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he could be in the Hall of Fame. They could drop it. Then he could, uh, you know, he could win it and then uh, drop it right away. Right. Oh yeah. But right. uh, like that guy's won. Oh man, that guy's won handfuls of titles. Yes, he has. That guy's uh, that guy's a legend. Uh, he's a he's a cruiserweight legend. I'd yep. let him win the W uh, WWE cruiserweight championship. I would just uh, put the put the big notch on. 
put the big notch on his belt to to finalize his career because I I see his career is pretty well uh, pretty well done. Um, yeah. yeah. He's probably coming to the end, but he's wrestled in ECW and. Uh, New Japan Wrestling, and yeah. uh, that guy's... Uh, in WCW, Ring of Honor, NJPW, TNA, Stampede. He, of course, had that one brief match in WWE, of course, which was only that match against Tyler Breeze in the Brooklyn show that one year, however, I guess, because Regal... Oh, yeah, on. well, I guess he did wrestle in WWE. Yeah, he, he was called that one time by Regal, however, for the Brooklyn show, the first year they did the Brooklyn show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was a good match. Well, they could... They could... Uh, bring him back again. They could uh, maybe put him in Hall of Fame. Uh, mm-hmm. I say they should uh, give him the Cruiserweight belt uh, one last time, though. Definitely. And uh, like I said, one one of the people is. But I'm looking at some of this. Uh, like I said, I'm reading here some of the stuff that he's accomplished in uh, Japan. One of the matches, however, uh, this uh, believe it or not, what was it? However, in October of 1996, however, it's pretty crazy. Actually, he won two Super J Cups. Excuse me. Uh, he faced off with a great mood on October of the 1996 uh, with Light against Muda, and as the match progressed, Muda resorted to his underhand tactics that had become the style of the years. He tore at Liger's mask and eventually ripped it off, but Liger kept his face down on the mat, however, protecting honor. After grabbing a chair outside the ring, Muda entered the ring, but before he could hit Liger with it, Liger still revealed his face to be painted pale white with red writings and spit mist right into Muda's face. He tore off his bodysuit and revealed a painted chest and then proceeded to fight more aggressively the rest of the match, despite losing the match to Muda. In July of 10 years later, however, which was just about 11 years ago, Liger rev- revived the Keishin Liger gimmick and faced off with Bad Boy Hito in NJPW. The story was told, it was told that Hito had cut a piece of Liger's hair and Liger vowed revenge, so he transformed into Keishin Liger. Liger won the matchup with a brain buster onto a steel chair. His next appearance as Keishin Liger took place in June of 2012 and was brought on by Tahashi, tearing his mask to pieces. This gimmick is a variation of the Great Muda gimmick which relies on bloody and evil tactics in a match using mannerisms in imagery that differ from the person's normal ways. The gimmick also uses many moves that are regular in the Great Muda's mindset, moveset, moveset, yeah, such as the Asian uh, myth. So you talk about uh, something like Finn Balor transforming from a regular guy, however, into the Demon Slayer King, however, Liger seems to have a split personality of his own. Oh. That's crazy. That's just crazy. Uh, let's see, what else can we uh, see? Uh, some other historical facts that we would know. Oh, here we go. Here's the story of Ring of Honor. In t- November 2004, however, he debuted headlining their back-to-back Week of Thunder shows to use acclaim. ROH selected Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, as Liger's special opponent for that weekend. For night one, the two faced each other in a singles match with Liger winning the belt after a super brain buster. On November 6, 2004, night two would see a dream match and tag team match in the main event. Liger then chose ROH champion Samoa Joe as his partner out of respect for Joe's accomplishments as the champion. Danielson selected low-key to negate Joe. Liger again came out on top, pinning Brian Danielson with a Liger bomb to win the match. In January 2010, in RH's debut show in L.A., 
as part of WrestleMania 4, Liger then lost to Austin Aries by pinfall after a brain buster. It was his first ROH match in over five years. In May of 2014, however, Liger returned to ROH as part of a tour co-produced by NJPW and ROH. On May 17th of War of the Worlds, Liger successfully challenged Adam Cole for the ROH World title. On March 2015, he returned at the Supercard of Honor 9 event of unsuccessfully challenging Jay Lethal for the World's TV Championship. Liger returned to ROH the following May, however, to take part in the ROH NJPW co-produced War of the Worlds 15 and Global Worlds 15 events. He then also returned to ROH last December at Final Battle, where he was defeated by Silas Young. So he's been in the ring with some pretty good guys, however, also when you think about the other guys he's been in the ring with, too. Let's see what else. Uh, you like this one, Gerard. In NJPW, he was a member of the leader heel stable, Control Terrorism, or CTU, with Minoru Tanaka, Black Tiger 4, however, Guido, Gito, however, Prince David, Finn Balor, and briefly James Gibson and Hiroki Goto. CTU was disbanded in August 2007. Liger decided CTU would disband at the, well, the top of NJPW. He would then join Masahiro My Hero Chono's Legend Stable. The Legend Stable would disband in February 2010 after Chono, Riki Choshu, and Akira's departures. Since then, he has mainly teamed with fellow veteran Tiger Mask, remaining outside of championship contention for the most part. Liger and Tiger, however, pretty funny there, won the vacant IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles at Dominion 616, however, on June 16, 2012, losing it to Forever Hooligans, Alex Kozlov, and Rocky Romero on July 22nd. His most recent shot at the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship took place in May of last year when he unsuccessfully challenged Kashuda for the title at Wrestling Dinanaku in 2016. In May of this past year, just recently, a few months, uh, yeah, a couple months ago, he announced that the 2017 Best of the Super Juniors would be his last B- BOSJ tournament. He finished the tournament with a record of six losses and one win, which came in his last match against Tahashi. Uh, let's see, what else can we tell you about uh, Mr. Liger here? Uh, okay, uh, like I said, uh, we talked about that. Da, da, da. Okay, here's some uh, TNA news about his career that's happened, however. He debuted in October 2005, however, bound for glory, losing to Samoa Joe. He was scheduled to pay off, excuse me, face off at TNA lockdown against Christopher Daniels. He had been unaware that the match was to be held in a steel case, something in which he had never participated in before, surprisingly. When he heard of this, he canceled the match. One of the bookers, Scott D'Amore, speculated that he did not want to participate in the match due to it being in a new environment, fearing it would hamper his performance. According to D'Amore, Liger had been unhappy with his previous matchup against Joe, which was cut short due to communication problems, and wanted his next TNA match to be better. D'Amore has also denied that the rumor that the communications between NJPW and TNA had caused the match to be canceled. Liger was not double booked to two events at the same time as had been publicly speculated. However, in 2006, at the World X Cup Tournament, however, he was the captain of the NJPW team and defeated Team Canada's P- Captain Petey Williams at Sacrifice in May of that year using a Crash Thunder Buster after Williams was distracted by the rest of Team Japan, who then draped the flag over Williams after Liger's victory. 
Liger was eliminated in the X-Cup gauntlet later that night, and Team Japan was unable to gain any points in the match as it was won by Team Canada with Team Mexico as runners-up. So, uh, again, some pretty good fascinating stuff, however, that he's had over his career, to say the least. Uh, any comments of some of these matches that uh, ring a bell to you and uh, you uh, care to uh, share your thoughts? Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of his matches are great. He's a uh, great icon. He will be in history when he uh, hangs his boots up. So, uh, yeah, he's a great icon. No doubt. I would agree 100% with you. And uh, before we wrap it up here, Howard, I just want to remind everyone, as Gerard will take us in in just a few minutes, however, that coming up at 9 o'clock, Gerard and I will be back, however, with another edition of Wrestling Revolution, 138055 pound. The number is 1724-444-7044. Call ID on this show is 139926. Of course, we're about to call tonight here, but we will be back here in a little bit. John Gross, of course, will have your birthdays and dates in history. Gerard and I will keep you up to date with the news, and we'll be talking more about Battleground and also what was a very interesting night last night in Music City, shall we say, so I'm going to let the man take over and close this out for the evening. So the stage is once again yours, Your Highness. So please take us home. This has been another episodic episode of WCWUS Wrestling Revisited. The players in the game are the following. J.D. the Iceman and King NWO GTS. Have a great night. Have a great tomorrow. God bless and see you in the ring. Good night, everyone.